Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fighting the Good Fight podcast. This is Tiana, your host. I'm super excited to announce that I have decided to start talking with other fighters of the good fight in my local community and beyond. In today's opening episode of the Testimonies of Fighting the Good Fight Fighters, I'd like to highlight Henry, a local leader in our community that has been fighting the good fight for a very long time. If you would like to learn more about this podcast and content related to it, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, Fighting the Good Fight 45, and visit the website in the description box below to learn more. Again, in our first episode title, Henry's Drive to Serve, you're going to hear an authentic dialogue between myself and Henry, and he is going to have an opportunity to share what he fights for, what he's accomplished, and why it is so important to him. At the end of the episode, as always, I will leave you with words of encouragement to continue fighting the good fight, so be sure to listen all the way till the end. Let's go! All right, welcome to the Fighting the Good Fight podcast, the first episode of testimonies of other people in communities across the world fighting the good fight. In the first podcast of Fighting the Good Fight of testimonies, I have here with me Henry Davis Jr. We're sitting here chilling um, in our local community, having a real conversation, um, just dialoguing with each other about life, about our fight, about what we do every day. Um, And so I just have a few questions for him. Um, I've known him for a very, very, very long time, about almost 20 years now. Um, One of our first encounters was at a local store. I'm so tall I could see him over the little store, little, what are those called, aisle thingies, separators, whatever they are. I'm so tall. I'm like, oh, what's up? He's like, hey, how's it going? And we start talking and dialoguing, and we've known each other ever since. And in our older age, we are fighters of the good fight and have continued to fight alongside each other um, in this traumatic world. So here, Henry, say what's up, introduce yourself, sir. What's going on, world? This is, my name is Henry Davis Jr. And I'm uh, hanging out with uh, Miss Tiana Baptiste Waddell or Waddell Baptiste or something like that. But no, seriously, I'm hanging out with Tiana and we are... Um, I'm gracious and I'm, and I'm hopeful for, you know, a good conversation. All right. Thank you so much, Henry. So uh, more, more, more local, local time frame. Uh, more recently, you served on the um, South Bend City Council, um, really fighting the good fight in that way. And I know that you don't just do that in the political sense. You do it in all kinds of ways. So the first question I have for you is, what is the good fight to you or for you? What does that mean to you? Well, it's always been a, um, a burden of mine that I carry when it came to people and, and trying to work for a better day. You see somebody on the street corner that's looking for some money because they need food or what have you, you give it up. Um, this is part of my upbringing. Um, I had a grandmother that took me to church uh, like clockwork, had two of them actually that did the same thing. Uh, had a father who was a minister, so I mean, a lot of this has everything to do with my belief and my faith in Christ. Um, this is just who I am, and so as you know, as you grow older, 
you get involved in more things uh, as it relates to uh, the world in your life and and things become more accessible so this is how i enter into community service and then also enter into the political realm of our great society so it's just who i am and so when i look when you say a good fight uh, a good fight is always my ability to serve or be a, a servant for someone who needs the help that's the, that's a good fight so i mean it could be something as big as uh, uh, uh legislating for a citizens review board or or, or or a clothing drive or a food drive or or guess what see somebody that's walking down the street and it's snowing really really bad and they look like they need a ride it could be something just that simple or guess what or just somebody that just needs somebody to pray over them and pray with them right right i appreciate that so it's a it's a value for you it's just who you are um just helping those in need serving those so describe your life's journey um fighting the good fight what barriers have you faced in the past and currently and describe some things you've done um on this journey of fighting the good fight wow i mean i don't think we probably have enough time for all of those things i've been i've been, no, seriously, I've been, I've been at, right. at this for over 20 years and so right um some of the things that I have done, you know, here as an elected official is that, like, I brought up being a person who brought police reform to this community. I had the opportunity to um, get body cameras here in the city of South Bend, as well as the Citizens Review Board, uh, as well as we, we talked about mental health checks. I mean, you're, you're talking about an, an over, um, not, it wasn't overreaching, right? It was an idea that uh, our community needed to be safer and feel safer, not necessarily from the people from the outside, but also those who are from the inside as well. So uh, I was able to connect our school board and our city government together uh, for yep. purposes of planning. I, uh, I was uh, able to um, create a better a way of life for our downtown business owners where they were able to accomplish uh, higher levels of investment when it came to the facade grants. Um, was able to do the same thing down Western Avenue as well. And then even back to downtown, we were able to get a three-way liquor licensing to the people who are business owners. So that it would be like $1,000. It's called a Riverfront District. Mm -hmm. And they were able to get like a three-way liquor license for like $1,000 then. I don't know what the price is right now because right. things do change. So right, right. I, I, put in, I, I think I've put in a lot of work. I, I'm happy with my accomplishments. I've... Uh, created a, a, a pathway to um, remembering um, those who have been uh, leaders. Um, mm -hmm. You will see it when you drive to the city. Uh, people's names are on the light right, pole. Right, right, right. Uh, I at, see that. Yeah, yeah as I a memory that. saying, like, you know, um, the most recent one was um, Miss Adeline Jones, Wayne oh, Paul Jones. Oh, Mrs. Adeline. <laughs> She's cut my hair a few times. Yeah, so, so <laughs> you know, we wanted to honor those. So, I mean, I, I've done um, a lot. I think I've done a lot. I've got right. Martin Luther King uh, Boulevard or, or, or Street Downtown. It used to be like on this one street that they had no addresses. Look, it was always important to me to make sure that we leave a legacy yeah. and we impact people where they deserve to be impacted at. We serve people, but we also take them to another, another level, another feat so that we are able to um, grow as a society. Right. We can't do that standing still. Right, right. So talk about the barriers though, cause you know I like the drama. <laughs> Living here in the drama, who's messing with you? Who's getting in your 
your way. Like, what has going on with these people? Well, you know, most most recently, <laughs> we had the FBI in here. Oh, no. We had a guy that was, Shoot. like, uh, calling me. Oh, man. Leaving, like, these really, really racially uh, tainted messages on my phone. What? And we did it for, like, a number of years. It was, like, four years. Four years? Yeah. He was in the FBI doing it? No, no, no. Oh, you're saying? I had to call the FBI in. Oh, I see, I see. The okay. city of South Bend wouldn't even, like, um... Okay. The city of South Bend wouldn't even, like, investigate it. Oh, wow. And then I just got an email today where there's a council member who is white. His wife is currently being harassed. And they're investigating it. They would investigate a sitting council member's issues knowing that they had the evidence but now this lady look she deserves the support as well right but they are immediately without any claim or cause right. investigating her claims right but they wouldn't even touch invest, yours they wouldn't touch mine yeah, so i mean you, you get you, you get these type of like yeah issues that right. pop up right uh you, you get you get a conversation where you're talking about being blackballed um, yes. No one calls you back. Yes. Uh, you, you, you're more than qualified, right? Yes, uh, yes. That happened yeah. to me because, you know, when we were fighting the good fight with the mayor people to judge town hall, I have been blackballed ever since. Yeah. And that's episode number three if you want to know more. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and, and so you, you end up with a situation where you're always, like, watching your back. I don't think that we're that far away from the 1920s. Right. Yeah, 19s. Right. Tens, right, you know. the way that we're treated. Yeah, it's just, it's just hidden now, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, um, uh, what's the word? Passive, very, and it's a part of our society. You know, these microaggressions, this, this bias, these biases, these groups who you know, who you networking with, who you tell to stay in and out. Of. No, it's not fair. It's not right. People have a right to fight against oppression and not have to face consequences because we fight against oppression. We're the first ones in line to get the good stuff. We should be the first ones in line. I agree. So, yeah, that stuff is messed up. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so I just really, uh, okay. this work really hard, you know, and then when you work hard like that, when you go out to serve people, and you're and I'm really not asking for anything in return. I am not asking. For, I'm not asking. I haven't asked for anything in return. So what's your stance on reparations? Then talk about that, because to me, we we are we're old a lot. I even. I mean, it. I know you're doing it I, now because it needs to be done. However, we are old a lot. I even did a bill for that. <laughs> for reparations. The CSR bands now See? talking about reparations, See? where most cities in the United States of America is not talking about reparations. Right. I did that as well, and. And so I, I enjoy my job. I love my job. I like the competitive nature of my job. I love the ability to serve the public. Like I said, I produce results. But reparations, I believe they be they needed. Yes. I absolutely believe yes. that they're needed. Yes. Uh, we would never, as a black population, be able to successfully uh, and, and, and financially support ourselves and our families if we do not have that idea of reparations. And the reparations can't, don't always mean a cash payment, right? I'll take cash. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think most people probably would. Um, but Let, me, let it, me do what I want with my money. Yeah, it could, it could, be, it could be in the form of schooling. It could sure. be in the form of housing. It could be in the form of 
many other things that you do spend money on that could produce the same type of like result. Um, this country has made it um, very clear that we don't deserve to be equal with some of our white counterparts or, or even our brown counterparts or hell anybody else you know right. it's just like they created a an opportunity for black people to be a, a permanent underclass yeah and without reparations how do we ever get there right um housing prices are you know astronomical as a matter of fact i was listening to this guy uh, the other day on social media and he was talking about that there this is a silent depression uh he described it as a silent depression because he was able to match up uh, or compare, not match up, but compare prices um, pre-depression, during depression, to what's going on right now. And the numbers that we are looking at right now as it relates to uh, the gap between uh, finances, like what you, what you buy uh, or what you're able to buy or what you're making at work um, and how much the car payment is or how much the house payment is or, you know, your lifestyle. Um, the numbers are like way higher now than they were back then. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, this country's in trouble and this country's in trouble because they refuse to pay the debt that they owe. And, and again, and that's to descendants of slaves, black folks. Yeah, all right, so we're gonna wrap it up here soon, getting short on time, because we both got kids, we got stuff to do. Um, so why do you keep fighting? Might be a stupid question, I feel like, but I want to know. It's like, what keeps you going? Because it's hard. It's internal. It's internal. Um, somebody will say, you have a calling in your life. Yep. Um, That's crazy. And, and yep. it's just internal. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea why. Would I rather be somewhere on a deserted island? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fishing. I think that I probably would. But oh, I, I was just talking to one of my uh, spiritual yeah. advisors. He said, man. Yeah. He asked me the same question, yeah. and I and he said, "Well, what are you going to do since you're out of office now?" And I said, "Man, I'm going to uh, have fun with my son and my wife, and and and, and do the do the dad husband thing." Right. He said, "Man, you're going to get bored because that's not who you are." Oh. He said, "He said I'm not saying that don't be a dad or to be a husband." He right. He said, "You're going to do that anyway." Right. He said, "But you in trying to tone down who you are," he said, "That's not going to happen." You know, you're going to be you're going to be back really quick. I don't know. You know, um, but, you're doing it now. See, Tell people now. It, so it, so it does, how, do you, stop. How, do, how do you keep going? It doesn't stop. Then. So what do you do to stay sane when you just want to scream? What is that book makes me want to holler? What is that? Isn't that a book? Who said when I was who, who, who said I was saying? Oh, okay. Well, shoot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, let's not do that. Um, let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right, yeah, we're uh, not going to give no, no tickets to no, the show. No, no. <laughs> no tickets but to no, the show. But no, what, right now I'm um, flirting with the idea of writing a book. Okay. Um, I'm working on building a business right now. I'm working a contract and I'm looking at another contract where I'm doing uh, governmental relations services, like external affairs for organizations and companies. Okay. okay nice. um, so I'm theoretically just working for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is going to be slow for a while, but I, I, I hope and pray that it, you know, speeds up. 
Right. And I'm spending a great deal of my time. Uh, obviously, like I said, with family. Right. My son takes up a tremendous amount of time. Yeah, he's so cute and handsome. Yeah, he's yeah, thank you. He's growing up, isn't he? Yeah, he is. What is he, like 14 now? 15 now. 15, yeah. wow. That's and amazing. So, and so he does travel basketball. He does Kappa League. He does, wow. you know, school. He's running track. Right. I mean, he's extremely busy. So if he's that busy, guess who else is busy? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. I be watching y'all parents do that. I'm no, not one of them. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> It's, it's taxing, but it's rewarding right. at the same time. Right, right. You know, so that's wonderful. Whatever. That's wonderful. It's therapeutic to write a book, you know, and you stay focused on your mission, like you said. It's therapeutic, and all the other financial stuff will come, right? Right? That's awesome. Why, well, thank you so much, Henry, for being on my show, my first person. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you I hope so it works much. out for you. Good luck. Yeah, I just, I don't know what that workout is. I just like people to talk about the real stuff. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate you for having the courage to talk to me real um, and talk to me about what you've done to fight against the oppressive society that we live in. Catch the next episode. Thank you. Let me leave you with this. Fighters of the good fight who are committed to serving others to overcome the ills of society. As Henry Davis Jr. said, we all have a purpose and a calling. The foundation of that calling is to bring happiness to yourself and to others. Be sure to tap into your why and take action to bring fulfillment and value to your life so that you can support others in doing the same. Until next time, thank you to the listening audience for checking out the Fighting the Good Fight podcast. If you have an interest in sharing your journey, stay connected. Drop a comment below or email me at fightingthegoodfight45 at gmail.com. Thank you.